Hi there, friends. Welcome to the No Small Stories podcast, where we explore paths less traveled with creatives and entrepreneurs from all walks of life and in all stages of their journey. No matter how small you start, your story is always a big deal to us. So let's dive into today's episode and meet our guest. So welcome everyone to another episode of the No Small Stories podcast. I am joined today by Tiffany Featherstone, artist and dare we say content creator. Can we can we add that to the list? Sure, I'll take it. I like called words. Fantastic. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's such a great opportunity to be here. I see you have a wall of art behind you, which is absolutely appropriate. I do love it. So tell us a little bit about, I know that you do, you know, art that is um, Southwest flavored, right? Is kind of the the going theme, but talk a little bit about just a, a quick introduction of you and, and what you do. Great. Um, well, I'm Tiffany Featherstone and I am a fluid artist. So I don't use brushes. I pour my paint. And um, that's the, the fastest definition of what I do. Uh, I focus on Southwest desert. Um, I'm really drawn to the desert because of, there's just something special about things that could endure 120 degrees or however many degrees it gets in the summer and can still flourish and thrive and produce beautiful flowers and still be aesthetically pleasing. I don't know why that is so, maybe I relate to that somehow. Um, just I love it. Environments. Yeah, you know, I think that's a wonderful thing to have an appreciation for what other people might consider to be Mother Nature's more harsh climates, right? You know, I, I live where there's really nasty winter, but sometimes that can be beautiful too, right? It's all that's about me. perspective. For sure. I, I moved to Arizona a long time ago. I won't age myself here, but when I first moved here, I did not like it. I came from really? Dallas, Texas, where it was very lush and humid and green everywhere. And then I moved here and I was like, what have I done? You know, and so it took what have me I a while. Myself into? No joke. Like I would call home and I'm like, oh my gosh, everything is baked and bleached and ugly what did i do and after about four grueling summers i don't know what happened it just switched and i love it in arizona i've lived here longer than i've lived anywhere in my life so this is technically home to me and i have such an appreciation for the desert now in fact when i leave and go on vacations i miss the cactus i'm like oh i want to see a saguaro or there's something very magical about the desert Oh, I love that. That is kind of interesting, though. Like it, it sort of took you in on its own a little bit, right? So was was the from the move situation because you have an interesting story to me, like right? You have not always forever followed the art thing. A lot of us, like me myself, right, we're kind of deciding that the nine to five gig doesn't fulfill our soul the way that we would like to, and we need to like go express ourselves elsewhere. So was the art something that started before the move? Have you always kind of dabbled in art or or where is the how I became an artist who does Southwest art? So we didn't like the no. desert first, but now we like right. 
but where yeah. where was the art in that little time? So that's a great question. Um, you know, I grew up in a very, very creative home. Both of my parents were musicians. My father is a composer and classical guitar uh, was kind of his thing. Very classical cool. guitar. Yeah. So I was around a lot of music and that was like probably the most important thing in our home was music. So, you know, I was playing instruments at a very young age, but I'd never like painted or did anything like I did calligraphy. I would draw reading, you know, we appreciated the art in our home. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until high school when I decided to take an art class with Miss Hogue, who will forever be the person who's changed my entire life. Oh. Love her. She had, she had a big fro and would belly dance in the class. She was so oh, weird and so fantastic. wonderful. Like just such an odd you don't see that in high school class. You know, she was just I, so unique and just free-spirited. I loved her. I mean, bless her for being that for kids to see and bless whoever hired her and said, you know what, get the weird one. Let's do it. She was so authentic and just like the most amazing. Soft-spoken, sweet, very encouraging. And by my senior year, uh, you know, in, in Dallas, when I where I was growing up, you couldn't just take the classes that you needed to pass. And then the rest of the day was a free day. We still had to fill the day with uh, electives. Right. So I had, you know, I'd, I'd gotten the credits that I needed. And so I think I had an English class and then I had like five art classes the nice. rest of the day. So I was just like nerding out on paint and all that. So Miss Hogue was the big catalyst that pushed me from music into a different type of creativity. And then I moved to Arizona uh, when I was, let's see, I was 20, I was very young, 23. And for a man, whatever. Oh, and listen, let me tell you, I've been all over the country for the same reason. And now, now it's just, right? And then here you are like... Now I'm single man. man. Oh, should I maybe figure out what I like and what I want to do with Very myself? Cool. Oh, okay. Well, I it was a blessing because I wanted to get out of Texas. I never really felt like it was home to me. So it was an opportunity to get out of the state. And I took advantage of it. Moved to Arizona, ended up getting married, had two kids. And because of that, art kind of got put on the, on the oh. back burner. And when I got a divorce in 2009, I decided to start painting again. And I was really into abstracts. And that's when I started researching pouring. Mm -hmm. So I had never done the pouring route. I, I was really mostly um, graphite, pastels, things like or that. Sort of very traditional. Tall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but tactile, things that used my fingers. And I wasn't into paintbrushes, so I was terrified yeah. of all paintbrushes. Because I was like, I don't know. You see them and they're like, are you this flat? I'm like, I have no idea. So I'm just I know. It's like I, Bob Ross makes it look so flipping easy, right? Oh, but my gosh. Grabbing those Love brushes that. and making I oh special place like, in my heart, Bob Ross. Seriously. So. But as either way, I, 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 I feel that, though, the sort of. Like, I, I'm fascinated by the idea of pour paint. I've never tried it. But for the same reason that I am I have sort of an aversion to brushes, like, 
And so I, it's a it's an odd thing, right? Because I understand what you're saying too with the tactile items. You know, yes. there's something I love getting your fingers in it. Like, yep. Yeah, yep. I I don't know what it is dirt. about it. I'm gardening, just, I'm, I'm, but it's also as a tactile person, I can't stand things being on my hands. So. If I've got something sticky, I have to wash it off. Like I can't. I'm, yeah. I'm super weird about that. But. And it doesn't go yeah. with the art as much. But you just have like endless towels that are messy next to you, right? Well, I'll be in it. I'm feeling it, and I'm like, yeah. But then when I'm done, I'm like, okay, time to wash. So yeah. Either way, um, I started. I joined this Facebook group. I don't even remember the name of it. I think it was called Let It Flow or Let It Pour. I don't know. And that's like literally 2011, 12. It was 2012. And interestingly, I had just started listening to this band called Alt-J. Okay. And they had an album cover in 2012 that I was like, what is that? I love this. And I wanted to recreate it. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a fluidy looking thing. Well, it turns out, I, I believe it was an actual Delta, which is what they're their whole oh, thing is but yeah either way there's like it looked like oil slick on water mm-hmm. okay and like a river kind of a thing so i get on these forums and i'm trying to learn how to do this fluid painting and i was really into it and i was doing abstract work and i loved it and you know it was kind of a way for me to a cope through my divorce right and also i was a realtor I've been a realtor since, I don't know, forever, 13, 14 years. And it's a very stressful job. It's a very, very stressful job. I loved it. I had a great time doing it. So I'm, re- I'm doing real estate. I'm a single mom, divorced, taking care of kids, painting, and I've got all these things going on. So I'm building my business with real estate. It's becoming great and successful and all this stuff. And as it becomes more stressful, I find that I'm painting more in my free time as a kind of coping mechanism. It was my escape, my my decompress. Yep. Where you can go and not think so much. Totally. Just be with, just be Let in it go. the moment and be with the colors and enjoy the pretty. And it's funny because I used to say how being an artist made me a better realtor because it's so stressful. I'm like, now I don't want to murder my clients or murder the other agents in the transaction. You know, so yeah. it's kind of like, you're welcome. I'm I, here to help you. I'm doing this for you. Be glad. Hey. I, you so know what? I think that's work. probably true for a lot of people. Like, that's why it's important that we all have a creative outlet, right? Because if you don't I have that little agree. feed your soul item, then that is when you become a little bit of a monster outwardly, right? Like, listen, no y'all, joke. it's, if I don't have my coffee in the morning, has can't hold a candle to if I don't have a creative outlet. Like the not even. You're so accurate with that. I really and truly don't know how I got through that stressful time. There's probably a lot of alcohol too, but either way, we don't have to. Listen, you know, we all we again though because I do think that that is true. That like you you, have, you you if you don't have that opportunity to have a creative outlet and express yourself in that way, you self-medicate in a different way i mean you know we all kind of do it you're not wrong and it's it's so yeah so basically i'm i'm doing all this abstract work i'm painting more and more and more and i start selling my work 
to other realtors because they knew what I was doing. And so it it started kind of turning into this little side hustle. Right. Then I went from abstract. Long story longer. I'm taking the longest time to tell you this. But basically... Take it. What it's your journey, and we're here for your journey. Take whatever path you want to get there. It's a, it's definitely a journey. So I, I'm painting, and somehow I wanted to incorporate this abstract way of painting, but I wanted to have a more definitive subject matter. So I was like, how can I do that? How can I pour a cactus? How can I pour whatever any kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i decided one day i was like what if i just use tape and kind of build a template if Mm -hmm. you will and i pour over that and then i peel the tape and see how it does and that just kept turning into more and more so i was doing you know giant you know lips or Mm -hmm. just different subject matter until i got because it's definitely a skill set it's not and eat. what I do is not easy. It is not. In fact, there are times when I question why I do the way I do it. I don't even know how I came into developing this way of painting. I was going to say it's your own. It's your own method, right? And you For sure. Say, like, I want it to look like this. I want it to do this thing. Well, I'll just figure yeah. out the way that it works for me, I guess. You know, like you do. And sort each of- painting, it just gets more and more complex. So, you know, I would start off with bigger subject matter and then it became more detailed. And, you know, when you're painting a, let's say a desert scene, you've got multiple shrubs. Well, I, so the way I do is I, I tape off the board. I cut out what I want to paint for it and I have to wait for it to dry. Then you peel the paint. So I, or peel the tape. I can't paint things that are right next to each other because it's too wet paint that'll bleed. So my pieces can take up to 90, sometimes more hours, depending on how much detail is in the painting. And what I love about that method and why I do it, and there are times when I question it, but for the most part, real estate was so incredibly stressful. It was just getting really, really difficult for me to be a single mom running. It was just a lot. Mm-hmm. And I started having health issues i was passing out my heart was not it always goes that way doesn't it because your heart said "Uh, this is not where i'm at anymore we know that this is not where i want to be i'm going to stop working if you don't take me to the environment i'd prefer to be and boy it was literally so when i get stressed i my blood pressure goes down i get low blood pressure so i'm this weird anomaly most people have high blood pressure mine goes low to where it's like not beating (laughs) my heart was just like stop you have to pay attention so I started relying on art more and more and what was beautiful about my method is that I would be so detailed and I'm cutting with an exacto knife these tiny little shrubs and these tiny little cactus and this mountain scene and every crack and crevice in the mountain and what I noticed is when I'm doing that nothing exists just right it's the most mindful practice that Mm -hmm. i can even explain so it was a form of meditation and it became my escape and it was just this um, it was a necessary it was absolutely necessary for Mm -hmm. me to survive it literally saved my life so i was doing that so much that i was like why am i doing real estate i why am i even doing this other thing why am i doing this it's so stressful 
And, you know, I, I loved that era of my life, but it, it just, it's no longer there. So uh, mm-hmm. January, 2023, I retired from real estate. So exactly a year ago uh, or a, a, year, a month ago. And I let that Happy real one year anniversary in. to your, your creative journey. That's so exciting. Thank you so much. So I've been doing art forever, but I have professionally one year. I That is wonderful and beautiful. And isn't it? I'm such a believer that the creative things that you are called to do are the things that you are meant to put out into the world. And that to, a, you know, a large degree, there's a lot of sort of societal conditioning that says that that's not true. And, you know, those things can't support you and, you know, that kind of thing. But like, man, when you're in that flow state, right, where your mind does not have to be running around and doing things, I really do believe that when you follow your passion and you're in that state, and you're not thinking about how everything is going to work out. The universe is out there orchestrating things for you. Just totally. let, it, let it do it. Let it do its thing. And I, I think, totally agree. I, I think that you might have, because I've listened to a couple of other things from your Instagram and podcasts you've been on. And I think you may have kind of touched on some of this a little bit that like once you kind of let go of the real estate, right? things started to just kind of happen wild the right way like wild let's hear wild, all about wild. it because this excites oh, me very much yeah it, and I guess what I'm so excited about sharing with other people it's not even I mean I love sharing my art but I, I I'm so passionate about people being in love with what they do if you're yeah. if you wake up and you're not excited about going to work, then you should not be doing what you're doing. Find something you're passionate because it shows in how you talk to people, how you just your everyday motion. Yeah. This honor yourself. It's something that I've talked about recently, actually with my sister, the same thing, like you should like, if you're not excited to get out of bed in the morning, that's not doing life right. And there has to be a way for the things that you really love to support you because it is you it is your authentic self like why would the universe not organize itself for you to express your most authentic self because that is the best value you have to add to the world right it's totally. so true you can't you know from a space of of obligation i'm obligated to be a functional member of society and pay taxes and do this and that right you can't create beautiful things from that space that's not an energy of being able to give your best to the world or to anyone yeah. around you you know so it's i i just i love and i do want to hear how everything just sort of synchronistically put itself together for you because it i think it's a wonderful thing that you have that example to give the world of like i've done this yeah. thing and i i did the things i was supposed to be doing or thought i was supposed to be doing but once I shifted and said, no, I'm going to follow my heart because my heart's going to quit on me if I don't. How, how does the universe then reward you for that? What's what's the next? Step? Well, let me let me back up a minute because I want to show you how or tell you how the universe was telling me before it even happened. I like, love it. Wild, wild situation. So, you know, I, I was a successful realtor. I had a a guy on my team that I was training to take over my business so that I could retire because I knew I wanted to retire. And I loved him. He was so great. He was so just gregarious and fun. And I knew he would take care of my clients in a very similar way that would be in 
in it would just re- uh what is the word i'm trying to say represent my level of care while mm. also being fun and lighthearted and kind of taking care of your baby the way you would want you know to totally. take you know it's a similar kind of thing yeah. so you know he'd been on my team for um i think it was two years and so okay so january is when i retired mm-hmm. go back to august okay and excuse me um Justin says, hey, I need, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, hey, let's go to dinner. Let's do this. And he brings his girlfriend, and which was fine. I mean, I loved her. We're, we're all very close. But it was just something, I, something was off. And I could feel it and sense it. We're sitting at dinner, and he's like, he kind of gets teary-eyed. And he's like, I need to let you know that I'm moving back to Florida. And I'm like, no, no. no. And at the same time, you know, he tells me about this amazing opportunity. That's where he's from. His whole family's there. They've been living in Arizona for however, a couple of years. And he was like, this is, it's not it. So of course I'm like, do what you need mm-hmm. to do. I love you. I adore you. But inside I'm like, oh, no. what am I going to do now? Right. Like so, the tower card and tarot just came up. Like, here oh my God, totally, <laughs> totally. Totally. The death card, the, the, the Italian card, all of it. Here they are. So, like, we're shifting now. Like, end of an era. Okay. Uh, so, yep. So he tells me this, and I'm like, okay, I had a, a trip to Maui planned. I go to Maui every year. It's one of my favorite places. Um, and I had a trip planned for October. He tells me in August. My trip was in October. And I said, when are you moving back? He was moving the day I was going to Maui. So I was like, oh, my God like in a month okay great so i go to maui and i'm sitting i go by myself quite a bit because i have family there and i just love it like, because going, there's nothing like, wrong with having a little bit of me time and when you're a creative love me person, some me time girl love yeah. me some me time i think as so, creative people like sometimes you have a a, a need for like that isolation it's time. essential right like it's essential as a creative person I i'm learning recharge. that yeah Doing nothing is part of the process. Yeah. So I get to Maui and I'm contemplating life. And at this point, I didn't know that I was leaving real estate immediately. Okay. At this point, I'm like, I have to find someone else and train them to take over my business. What am I going to do? And while I'm there, I'm closing some deals, you know, in Maui over the phone and dealing Mm -hmm. on my phone. That is how real estate agents work. You are constantly like... Life is Sorry, that I have to bone. take this call. Sorry, I have to take this call. Like, I do not miss that. No, yeah, 100%. No. So I'm there and I'm I'm on the beach and I'm watching this dog have his best day ever chasing a log and trying to drag it out of the ocean. And I'm just like, I can't, I just can't keep doing it. I can't, I can't take another two years to train somebody. So here's my plan. I'm going to partner with ABC Realtor. I'm going to refer the business that I get out to those people. Instead of training someone, I'm just going to get a referral fee. No big deal. Whatever. I'm quitting. I'm going to come back to Phoenix and I'm quitting real estate. As of December, that will be my last month. And I just made an executive decision and I was terrified, scared to death. But it was like, I mean, the universe was like, girl, if you're not going to do this, I'm going to take away your help. I'm going to make it so that you don't have a choice. You have to quit. You know what I'm saying? 
No, it's true. Like if, if you don't listen to the thing that is asking you to do what your highest joy is, it will it'll keep pushing you out of the other thing. Like so, everything that so is not crazy to you tries so hard to get away from you. And sometimes it is terrifying because it's that, you know, oh, I'm, my, scared that. I'm still my scared. Comfort still. level, my familiarity still. level. Right. You know. But also, I like taking risks. I like that feeling of I'm going to do it. And everyone else is like, you shouldn't do it. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. Now I have to do it because you said I should. I am that person. I have to prove I write like you said I can't. And now I'll get to show you. Like, oh, yeah. I, there's a little bit of that in all of us. I think there's, you know, you got to have that drive. And, it, it, you know, that voice comes from the place that is that authentic you that says, don't tell me what I am or what I'm not. I know who I am. You know, I can do That's these true. things. It's. I, I do love that. And I really do. I think it's such a, a wonderful example of for just the audience for anyone that that like the things that you do feel passionate about, they want you badly enough to mess up the rest of your shit. Like, yeah, they're, they're going to yeah. find a way to get in there. Yeah, so we give it we we just give it away. We get the referral stuff. We jump into how do we how do we dive, dive into the so I'm building a website like from scratch building a website now look I had been selling my art so I knew that I had a base mm -hmm. uh, business I knew that I could support myself so I didn't just decide I'm gonna start a business in one month you know it wasn't like completely I mean it it was it was risky but it was not as planned as I'd like to have been. So I'm building a website in December. I'm, you know, making a business plan and all of these things that I did not know a month before that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I need to be very clear all while I am experiencing massive burnout. Yeah. Because of real estate. So I was so just like numb I would stare at the wall and I would just be like oh god I, I've got to get some things done and my body was just beat down so I'm I'm trying to get all these things rolling meanwhile I had I joined a few art leagues in the area in Phoenix and in Scottsdale and all the surrounding areas and they have all these events that you can be a part of so my first month in January I was in a gallery in February, I had a solo ex exhibition. Oh, awesome. Um, it was just like hit the ground running. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know if I can accept credit cards on my website yet. You know, I don't know if I, I can mean, do this. It was so fast paced, so fast paced. Then fast forward to last uh, summer, six months into me kind of doing my thing, I got an opportunity to work for a professional artist who was wildly successful um which in my mind was this is a match made in heaven because i can learn the industry i can be around greatness and just absorb what i can so i worked there be in uh, that energy so, right it was amazing it was amazing and both he and his wife are both rightful successful artists they're very very different genres but extremely successful and amazing human beings like I learned so much from that experience. So I did that. I love that. And I love it. I love the idea of a couple that like does the creative thing together. It was so you cool. Know? Like, I, I got to be honest. Great. 
like being around them. So we're basically working at home every day. Mm -hmm. They're both artists and they work at home. And what was interesting, you know, I moved to Arizona and I was in work mode and I was in real estate mode. I was not around creative people Mm -hmm. at all. I mean, I guess some of them would say they're creative, but not in the sense of like a true artist where you're just living it, breathing it, eating it. Right. All of the thing. So being in a hole with two artists was, it woke something up in me. I was like, this I feels like it. when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember this thing like this around my family and singing in from another room and then someone singing harmony from upstairs. And then before you know it, we're all in the hallway going, whoa, you know, doing our thing. It. You know, and that's how this game was. That playful nature that, you know, oh, I just, I love that. So it's not, you know, I think it is the truer nature of who we are. And that's why it feels so good. And that's why it is necessary. It's like, I had forgotten. When you get back to that feeling like you're a kid and you're just having fun. It's like, that's when you're home, you know. That's how it felt. So it was really, I look at it from so many different perspectives. It was great for my um learning it was great for my soul there was just it was a really cool turning point for me now after about six months I was like okay I'm working for you more than I'm doing Doing for me now Mm -hmm. and this was taking time away from what I want to achieve so maybe we need to part ways and it was a beautiful no bad feelings because um, creative like people sale. understand, right? Like it's it's not oh, the totally. same as corporate world where totally. you know there's a certain expectation that you have to make it comfortable for them when you exit, right? You know, yeah. and that's I think I, it, it's so great. Again, it's just so great to like have have people hearing and spe- like for me where I'm at in my life right now too. I'm just like I just love this story because I know it means the universe has things lined up for me too. You know, it's, amazing. It's like and, the right people will I find you. Gave, totally. And this is another universe moment when I gave my notice and I was like, what do you guys want to do? Do you want me to work through the end of the month? I don't want to leave you high and dry. How can we make this an easy transition for everyone? Mm-hmm. We came to an agreement the day after I gave that notice, the day after I get this message on Instagram in my hidden messages, which I never checked. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go in and check. And there was this weird, you know, you get those spammy. Oh, like, yeah. Be an influencer or whatever. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. Be, an, well, be a brand ambassador or brand ambassador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get the message, which was nothing like that, which is why I read it. Because I was like, this is interesting. This is different. And it seems legit. But at the same time, I was like, what? You so always got to have person's yeah. account to check it out, do a little due diligence. And we had a friend in comments. So I messaged a friend and I'm like, is this person legit? And the friend was like, oh my God, you have to do this. This is totally legit. And it was Fox News that reached out to me asking me to be on their segment for Made in Arizona. I love it. I'm like, okay, that was a confirmation that I'm doing the right thing. Like get back on track. Let's make this my focus. I'd spoken with you. The I, very next day, you were I like, love it. we should do a podcast. And I'm like, Heck yeah, let's do it. So it's just wild how things just started kind of plunking into my lap. And, you know, I'm looking at this artist residency. I'm hoping that I can get into that downtown. That would be amazing. to be in a bazaar with this really amazing 
interior designer here in town. There's just all these little things that are just slowly trickling where I'm like, so freaking cool. <laughs> so cool. It's I love it when you get to sort of watch the dominoes fall in real time, right? Like when you get to see the things that just set themselves up and you're like, oh, I didn't know that yeah. could happen. Like, oh, my really? OK, you know, like. I guess maybe this could work. Maybe maybe this is something that is it is right. It's that validation of the thing that I've been doing really is the thing I'm meant to be doing. And it is such a wonderful thing. It was really nice. Yeah, it was really nice because I miss working with that artist couple, just the energy of the fun. And then I went back to working in my studio by myself, which can be very lonely. I don't think people understand how you need to check on your artist friends. We're not okay. Sometimes it's really lonely when we work out at home, you know? No, it, that is a true thing too. Like uh, it's the same thing for like, you know, I'm working full-time writing, doing uh, my abstract art, editing, doing all the podcasting stuff. It's like universe. I know that like, there's gotta be some, I know you have a message, a solution, a something for me. I'm here for it. I, you know, I, I was actually just talking to someone else the other day. They were saying like, you know, sometimes when you're at that spot where you don't know necessarily what the next step is, it's because it's not your turn. It's the universe's turn to do it. Like it's time for you to do it. Like you've done the thing. It's yeah. like the back end has to start doing it now. Like you've done the front end stuff. Like let the back end stuff work itself yeah. out. Like, all right, you got to sit back and let it come. Yeah. That's where I'm at now. Um, I feel like I'm just kind of like, what? What's next? Let's what's do this. next? And, what next big yeah. thing could you do? Well, there are things that I do have on the horizon, um, but I'm just kind of sitting in this moment and appreciating it. And I will say that the last really wild, like the last week and a half, mm-hmm. I've had these overwhelming, like waves of gratitude where I'm just like I love my life so love much that. I'm so happy I'm living my dream I you know I was reading a book the other day and I had the door cracked open because the weather is absolutely beautiful right now no oh, I love it I had the door cracked and one of my cats was asleep on the couch next to me and I'm reading and the sunlight was just coming in perfectly and I looked up and there's a bird chirping in the background and I was like I almost cried. I was like, I'm so happy right now. No, but that's so beautiful when you can like be present in a moment in your life and look at the things around you and appreciate them. You know, that I think that too, when when you are someone who has such a creative drive, it's like the breath of fresh air that it is when you get to do what you want to do, the breath of fresh air that it is to, you know, and and I think that that's again why it's so important for other people to to take seriously if you have a dream, if you have a passion, if you have something you're drawn to, because you know again, like you said, how much better of a human being are you out in the world when you can sit and appreciate a moment? Oh like my that? God, that's so true. That you is know? so true. And no hate to realtors. I mean, they work hard. You guys have no right. idea how hard they work. And what I see is, and what I experienced, and what I felt was that I was rushing from one thing to the next and I never got to sit in those moments of appreciation because you have so many things that are due and you've got 12 other clients that are texting and calling and then a thing that's instead of that and you're waking up at one o'clock in the morning going, did they sign the addendum or did they take the pool table? Oh my God. 
you know, little things that that stress just builds up. And I love that I have the time to slow down and Mm -hmm. be in these moments because I haven't in so long. And it does, I think that does reflect in how I'm talking to people or how I present myself. And, you know, I have more time to make tip times and fun little videos. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that comes through in the authenticity of who I am. I think you can read that. Oh, I do believe that when you're not living your truth, it shows in so many ways. It's very true. You know, I mean, the energy that you put out into the world, you know, when you are, again, operating from that space of this is what I have to do versus when you're operating from a space of I get to do this thing that I really love to do. Right. The you that you are when you are out amongst, you know, the world and the masses, it's a very different you. And but that's the what but that's the you that like runs into the right people, the artist people and has really wonderful interactions. And the and the, you know, it's just it's that love energy, right? Like when you follow your passion, it just grows and you get to those people who like help you just grow it a little more and that ability to appreciate and and have that gratitude. It's, you know, it's like the better it gets, the better it gets, you know. I at running into the people that's what's so interesting is the connections that I've made and the friendships that have cultivated that I knew all along but have just become blossomed because I'm on the right track I mean if that's not a confirmation um and no shade because I know that not everybody has I'm not trying to sound privileged where I know that not everybody has the opportunity to love what they do I get that that can be a challenge but I do think that, you know, I was in that position where I didn't have a choice. I was a single mom. I mm-hmm. had to work, but I had the art on the side to make me happy and bring me back to center. So I just feel like finding whatever that is, maybe it's gardening, maybe it's going mm-hmm. on walks, maybe it's, you know, editing videos. I don't know. Whatever it is that brings you that joy, do it because your body right. needs it. It's that, it's that flow state that you get into right like because when you're not thinking all the thoughts that like get the cortisol going in your brain right like your body can heal itself in really miraculous ways if you're not constantly sending it that stress hormone you know so like having those outlets too is is, it is so good for your physical health you know because you are in a state where you're not sending those hormones to your body that they have to combat and now your, your cells are like okay we're gonna breathe and have some serotonin for a little bit how nice we can do this okay now we can now your heart can start working now you can breathe right now you're there now we're good okay if you're gonna stop sending us all the nasty chemicals then okay we'll we'll do some nice things for you yeah and i think too that's why my focus is on things that thrive in difficult environments i am that person i've always been in a in a situation since i was younger that may not have been ideal but I was able, I, I try really hard. You know, I'm, I'm older in my fifties and I, I don't think that's older anymore. I think you have to be in your nineties to be older now. I think I I love you for saying that. Thank you. I I think that's true because listen, I know science disagrees. (laughs) Don't worry. Just do some more art and and the flow state will come in and fix it all up. Just do it. It'll be great. No, but I do love that, like, you know, because 
the the desert and the adaptability that 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 because that, that's what it is right like those plants those animals those things that thrive in that environment had to adapt and and develop and evolve and learn to do it and not just thrive but are beautiful yeah beautiful if you have ever ever had the opportunity to stand next to a saguaro i cannot even tell you how magical they are they're they can be four stories tall they're enormous that's... it's like standing next to a redwood you know and mm -hmm. you just think the history these are hundreds of years old and the stories they could tell what do they know and I absolutely a blossom, you know, of, of there's trees so the much park. beauty. Yeah. That the idea of, man, this thing was standing here so long before, you know, well before building, me, well before me, well before the buildings that I My think parents. are so old. And it's right. I, I love that. I do love like the idea of, you know, what knowledge of this planet do you have of the before we built all these things around you? You know, like totally. if you could find a way and. I, I do kind of love that because I think as an artist, right, to some extent, you find a way to tap into that energy and express it in your art, right? Like yeah. there is yeah. that beauty that you're able to show is a little, you know, or at least I like to think it is a little bit of the knowledge of that, that plant, that scene, that whatever that thing is, that's like, yeah. like trying to give you that energy of the beauty that is there because it's been there watching it for so long, right? Yeah. I just find that things that can be so beautiful in such harsh environments, I just think that we should all be reminded of that resilience within ourselves. And that is the beauty that I am trying to capture in the desert. The meditation that I put into my pieces, the mm -hmm. time and effort, the tediousness, the difficulty, the, the complexity, the soothingness of sound of the tapes being peeled. There's so much that goes into a piece that when people look at it and they're like, wow, that's really nice. I want them to think deeper and be like, this reminds me, take a step back, be in the moment, appreciate what's around me, um, find, find the beauty in the small things, the mundane, the beauty yeah. in the mundane is one of my favorite things to say. And I want to convey that in my work. So yeah, it started off with just pouring. Now it's this meticulous, time-consuming mm -hmm. thing that is a form of meditation. And if you have a picture on your wall that reminds you to meditate and be present, I'm all about it. I love that. And that, you know, I, I, so that's the thing that I love with like when I do abstract art and I am, you know, new to the idea of like selling it, but I, I love that idea that like the energy and the the love that you put into your piece as an energy can like continue to exist, right? When you yeah. sell it, when you give it to someone, wherever it is on their wall, like the energy and that meditation you put into it, it's going to stay in that piece and will like give that so. energy off to others, right? And that's that's the thing yeah. that that feels like such a beautiful thing when you're an artist, right? The idea that you could put all of that good energy, all of that, you know, wishing people peacefulness and enough to be able to appreciate, you know, everyday moments in life, right? Yeah. It, it's such a beautiful thing. And I, yay you putting that out into the world, putting the good vibe out there. Thank you. Just remember of your inner strength, everyone. That's my whole message. Just remember you are stronger than you think. Absolutely. And if that cactus can hang out and get that tall. Oh. 
it can get that big in an environment that difficult, right? Like if that cactus can do it, we can do it. Remarkable. Yeah. They're so cool. I love it. I do so appreciate that you joined me to tell your story. Really, I do think this is just such a beautiful example to anyone out there who might be thinking that, you know, that there's not another option or that you can't really feed that creative part of you, even if you don't know what you like to do. You know, take the time to go, like you said, go for a walk or go try this, go try that, because you never know what you're going to find, who you're going to meet. And when you tap into that part of you, you the the road sort of makes itself for you, you know? Totally true. Totally true. I, I love that. And thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. And I hope that I can inspire anyone to follow their heart or find some kind of passion. That's all I care about in this world. Just be authentic and true to yourself. I love it. And do tell everyone where to find you. So if everyone wants to go buy your beautiful, magnificent art and or watch your lovely content, where does everyone go find you? Um, I have my website is tiffanyfeatherstone.com and I'm on all the socials. It's my name, Tiffany Featherstone on Instagram, TikTok, threads, Facebook. I'm not on Facebook that much, but definitely Instagram threads and TikTok. So awesome. and we will share to have more followers. Yes. We'll share out your stuff in the episode for sure. And I will just let the universe go ahead and build up our empires for us. Right. It, we've done oh, our part. It's all it's, about it right? Let the universe do its thing. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. And oh, let's, I am so excited to have you back sometime so we can check in and see what other magical things have happened. I'm it. It's going to be great. Thank you so much. Tiffany Featherstone, beautiful artist of many things in the Southwest. And I can't wait to see what other awesome stuff you start building next. Hi again, friend. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the No Small Stories podcast. Do check out the links below in the description so you can find more information on this episode's guest. And if you'd like to support more episodes of the No Small Stories podcast, you can become a patron. Find us on patreon.com slash no small stories. Do also follow us on Instagram at no small stories podcast. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, leave a review, do all those wonderful things that you awesome listeners can do. Until next time, friends, remember, no matter how small you start, your story is always a big deal to us.